well, listen, we are in our series called 4-8, Think on These Things. And so if you have your Bible or your device or a way to get the Scripture, please turn to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. We'll get there in a few moments. Uh, we're analyzing, what, our thought life and those types of things. And so um, I don't know about you, but uh, I've gotten a little something over the past uh, couple of weeks, past few weeks uh, out of this series. Anybody else getting a little something out of it? Maybe a little, you know, a little something out of uh, this series. You know, think on these things. Amen. Well, here we go. Think on these things. You know, I was, I was thinking about this. Uh, when uh, a child does something, when they're, when they're at home and you tell your child uh, not to run in the house, don't run in the house. You want to run, go outside, but don't run in the house. And you go into the other room or you go on about your chores or whatever it might be, and all of a sudden you hear crash, bang, boom. Come on, any parents ever been there? And uh, you go into the other room, and you see your child standing by the lamp or the vase or the picture with broken glass on the floor with their eyebrows up and a face. And you say, what happened? And they say, well, I wasn't really running. Because you remember when you told me not to run. But my legs were moving a little fast. And I walked by, and the lamp fell down and by itself, and it fell down, and that's what happened, and it broke. There's something that we as parents usually say to the child. We will look at the child, and first we'll say, I, didn't I tell you not to run? Yes. And then we'll say these four words. What were you thinking? What were you thinking? You ever said that? Everything begins with a thought, even bad things. We knew that. What were you thinking? You ever been talking to your girlfriend and she tells you a story about uh, this guy she met, you know, and he seemed like a real good guy and all of that, and then all of a sudden she found out uh, that he told her that he loved her, but then she caught him uh, with someone else and uh, she said it really broke her heart uh, but then you know after some time went by and he asked for forgiveness and all of that you know she took him back and gave him a second chance and then some months later all of a sudden she found out that he was talking to another girl he wasn't uh, faithful to her and then she tells you but you know he's such a nice guy and I really need him and so then I took him back and you look at your girlfriend and you say these four words. What were you thinking? What were you thinking? Or have you ever been driving your car and you tell your friend, listen, I was driving my car around the city and I started to get low on gas and I looked at the, this is probably more so young people, uh, you know, I looked at the I looked at the gas gauge and it was kind of near E, but I really was in a hurry and I had to get to my friend's house, and so uh, I I almost got to my friend's house and I ran out of gas, you know. And if there, someone's telling you that, you say, well, uh, 
were there no gas stations between where you were and where you went to? And they say, well, yeah, there were a couple of gas stations. And then you look at them and you say, what were you thinking? Come on. What were you thinking? Why is it that we say those words? Why, we don't say, why didn't you stop for gas? We don't say, we say, what were you thinking? It's because it begins with a thought. You got to think. My grandfather used to say, what is it that you have between those two holes in your head? Is it just space <laughs> or is there anything there? What were you thinking? Everything, saints and friends, begins with a thought. It just simply does. It begins with a thought, and it's important. You know, I'm the type of person that I really like uh, music. I like to listen to music, especially when I'm traveling, when I'm driving. I listen to music all the time. Uh, in fact, I have a friend who told me, he said, you know, you listen to a lot of music, and you listen to a lot of, uh, you know, audio books on tape and that. He said, you ought to try sometime just driving uh, without putting anything on. Just, you know, just listen to silence and, and think. And uh, I'm going to do that at some point. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. But I, I really like music. And it occurred to me, I listened to so many different songs. I was listening to some songs, and I listened to uh, Christian music. And one of the things I like now about Christian music is that, there, you know, it just crosses so many genres now used to be that it was pretty pigeonholed if you went it was like church music and that was it that was christian it was gospel or you know sort of southern gospel or folk and that was it but now i mean you have everything from rock to rap country folk acoustic ccm gospel everything in between all of those gaps and so there's something for everybody, and we don't all like the same thing. I realize that. Uh, but, you know, listen, there's something for everybody, and I really like that now about Christian music. But I begin, my wife does something that I don't do as much, which you would think I would as a pastor, but uh, I don't listen to the words quite as much as I probably should because I like the music so much. You know, I'm really into music, play keyboards and all that, and so I listen to the music more so. And But she will listen to the words. She may not even notice a keyboard part or a guitar riff, you know, that was in a song uh, because she, she listens to the words. So I begin to listen to the words uh, to some of these songs. And about half of the songs I listen to are really uh, talk about, uh, you know, I am a friend of God. And, you know, I'm, I'm going through it, and I, it's almost over, and I'm going to make it, and all of those types of things. And then the other half of the songs I listen to really talk about, uh, you are glorious, Lord. You are beautiful. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. I, I will exalt you. And it really is sort of a this way type of song. And in the first half I talked about are sort of a this way type of song. It talks a lot about me, and I'm going through it, and I'm coming through. And I don't want to mess up your favorite song because I think those songs are good. Uh, because, listen, it, it speaks to the covenant that we have with the Lord and, and how he cares about us. So those songs are good. My, my question and my hesitation is when your focus is on you. Come on, somebody. When you're only focusing, again, I don't want to, you know, tear you down, and those songs are good because I, I listen to them as well. But, but, but if the only kind of songs you listen to are talking about I'm going through it and Lord's going to bring me out and, you know, it's a new season and new prosperity is coming to me and everything's me and I, and when you focus on you, come on, 
Because I remember that David said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Sometimes we need to snuggle up close to God and stop worrying about our own problems. Our focus needs to change, come on somebody, to the presence of the Lord. Because we're looking at, we're taught, we're wailing about our healing and we're wailing about, you know, we don't have this and we need deliverance for that and we have that habit and this attitude and that person's talking to me. And then we start singing, God, come over here. I'm Macedonia. Come over here, Lord, and bless me. And God is saying the whole time, I'm already in the place where I need to be. You need to come to me. Come on. He's saying, abide in me. Seek my face while it may be found. I have everything you need. You need to come to me. Come on. That's what God is telling us. We need to go to his presence, not him come to us. And so when I think about that and I think about all the things that we go through, and how we deal with all of our problems. And I think about how in the word, Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. How the Lord told the Jews, which is his covenant also with you, that I will make you the head and not the tail. And I will make you above and never again beneath. And when he says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall what? Humble themselves and what? Pray and seek my face. I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And when I spend my time focusing on me, come on. And I spend my time singing songs that simply edify my problem and my issue. I have to look at myself in the mirror and ask myself four simple words. What were you thinking? God has your solution in his word. What are you thinking? Well, Paul has the solution for us. He tells us in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And really, in effect, what he's saying is, listen, you want your situation changed? Then you need to think differently. That's where it begins. Don't just start going out doing stuff. Come on. You need to think differently. And he tells us this. He says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, and if, if by chance there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, anything worthy of praise, think on these things. In other words, if there's 10 things that are going wrong, my car's messed up, I need a healing because I'm sick in my body and my relationship is bad. He says, sort through all that and if there be any praise in it, if there be any one small thing that's worthy of praise, think on that. That's what God commands us to do. Not complain about all of the circumstances. Dwell on it. Focus your thoughts on it. Here's what he means when he says think. 
To think means to center one's thoughts on a mental picture. Don't let it just be a passing fancy through your mind. Come on. To form or have in one's mind an intention to regard or consider or ponder. Come on, somebody. And reflect on an expectation, a godly expectation. That's what Paul means when he says, think on these things. Everything we do begins with a thought. It has been said that from the neck down, we're worth minimum wage. And from the neck up, we're millionaires. But so often, we spend so much time on the neck down and so little time on the neck up that we wallow in minimum wage our whole life. Not only that, we neglect everything from the neck up. We choose to think about not only those bad things, but we dwell on them. Come on. We let them get down in our spirit, and it changes our attitude, and it changes our actions. What we choose to think about not only affects our future and our destiny, but it affects our attitudes and our actions and even how you feel. Listen, your body hears everything that your mind says. Come on now. Now, I'm not talking about some, you know, new age thing that if I just go to another place and think of it, it magically appears. Come on. But the truth of the matter is your body hears everything that your mind says. You don't believe me? Try taking a few steps. You cannot take a step unless your brain told your leg and your foot to move forward. You may not see it, you may not hear it, but it happened. Your leg will not move unless your brain says go. You don't believe that? See somebody laying in the bed that can't move. Come on, but that's not in their right mind. They can't move because their brain is not telling their legs to move. And so our thoughts are important. Watch your thoughts. Come on, help me out. Watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Know where we're going? Watch your actions. They become your habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. Watch your character. Why? Come on. It becomes your destiny. Your thoughts become your destiny. And so Paul gives us eight things to focus on. Doesn't say focus on your, you listen, you got to think about it. And you have to deal with a situation. But when we talk about think, look at what we're talking about. A mental picture to have in your mind with an intention to regard, consider, ponder, reflect on an expectation. I know you're going through something. I don't know. I don't know if, listen, if you're a person that has it all together and you don't need any more money, all your bills are paid from now until the end of time, and uh, you never ever, you know, get sick, you never hurt in your body, all your relationships are A, number one, nobody's offending you, and you're not offending anybody, and you got it all together, then maybe you don't need to change your thought process. Maybe you're satisfied with where you are. 
But I just want to tell you this morning that there are some of us who want to go a little bit deeper in the Lord. There are some of us that are out there and the water's around our ankles and we're a little bit scared to go anywhere. Uh, listen, uh, our legs are shaking a little bit, but in our minds and in, and in the Word of God, it's in our heart, God is telling us go a little bit further until it gets to your knees. And in spite of our legs shaking and our fear, we want to step a little bit further. And when we get to that point, we want to go until it gets all the way up to your hips. Now, if you're a person that's satisfied with the water up to your hips and you want everything to stay like it is, then maybe that's you. You can just uh, live your life, die, and go to heaven and see what happens. But I don't know about you, but me, I want to go a little bit deeper. I figure if I'm going to be here and walk on this earth, I want to fulfill the purpose that God put me here for. And Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, if you want to wallow in minimum wage, then, hey, that's fine with you. But I don't believe that that's God's will for us. I believe that he wants us to go a little bit deeper. And so if you're going to do that, we need to change our thinking. It needs to evolve, come on, to what Paul is telling us to do. He gave us these eight things to focus on. Today, we're going to focus just for a few more moments about thinking on those things that are just. Thinking on things that are just. What does he mean when he says just? Well, here's the definition. Just means conforming to a standard of correctness. Acting or being in conformity with, with what is morally upright or good. Upright, righteous, virtuous, keeping the commands of God. Innocent, faultless, guiltless, used of him whose way of thinking, feeling, and acting is wholly conformed to the will of God and who therefore needs no rectification in the heart or life, just like Jesus when he walked the earth. Come on. Now, you might listen to that and say, Whew, I don't know about that. I mean, you said a whole bunch of words like upright and righteous and virtuous, and I just don't know if I can be that, and I want to help you out. You can't without the Lord. You can't without God. You know, this, the Greek word for this, dikaios, simply means righteous, or it means this, approved by God. So the way we are to live and what we're to think about are those things that are approved by God, approved by the Lord, a right state, so that no fault or defect can be charged. In other words, God is trying to get us to a place where we live in such a way that if somebody said something bad about you, no one else would believe it. Come on. I'm going to say that again. Live, God is trying to get us to a place where we live in such a way that if somebody talked about you, if someone accused you of something, no one would believe it. Come on. And why is that? Is it because every act you do is righteous? No. No, we all fall short sometimes. We all have a ways to go. But it's because of the God in you. It's because your heart is toward the Lord. You're a person of integrity. What does that mean for us? It means conformity to God's revealed will. It's the act of God establishing a man or a woman as righteous. It's him establishing us 
as righteous. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He has made us that. Come on. And that's what we are to focus on and think about. Listen, I know so many times if you're like me and you, you're, you're going along the right path and you kind of fall short and then all of a sudden you just you don't feel worthy in your heart. You feel like, well, you know, I was doing okay and then, you know, I said that thing or did that thing or thought that and focused on this and didn't do to offended somebody or, or took offense and, uh, you know, and I, I just don't feel worthy. And so you, you kind of shy away from the Lord because, Lord, I'm not worthy to be in your presence. I need to, you know, get right and then I can come back to you. And I want to tell you that feeling and that thought process is a lie of the devil. It is a lie of your enemy because I don't care how you've fallen away or what you've done, God simply says, come back to me. Come to yourself and realize that in my house, even my servants live better than those who are out there with the pigs. It's all you. It doesn't matter what you've done. Come back. Don't listen to the devil's lie. But if you're like me, you felt that way sometimes. You felt like, oh, God, I just, I just don't know. Who are you going to believe? You're going to believe the Lord or are you going to believe the enemy? Think on those things that are just. Because you don't make yourself just. God is the one who makes you just. Now, I've not touched on this rather, I guess, fastidious point so far in this series because I think it will make the most impact with this particular message. But in this passage of Scripture... It's interesting. If you really look at it, Paul is not telling us directly. Now, listen to me. Don't shout me down. But he's, he's not telling us directly to live or be just. No, what the text says is whatsoever things are just, think. Meditate on these things. Isn't it curious that Paul didn't say you must, you must live righteous and do the right thing. You must live just every single day. Rather, he said, if there is anything that is just, think or meditate on those things. Why would he say that? Is he giving us an out to sin? You know the answer to that. Surely not. Come on, he answered his own questions over in Romans. He said, no, surely not. God forbid. Because God is daddy. Come on. Now, you don't have to do everything right every day, but your daddy's going to get you back on the right course. If he's a good daddy, he will. Come on. And God is a daddy. So it doesn't give you the right to just go out and sin. But what it does tell you is that, listen, you have an advocate with the Father. God knows that you're still in the flesh. But if your heart is toward him, he'll, he'll get you back on the right path every time, should you get off. But the only way to do that is to meditate on those things that are just. Everything, and I mean everything, including your attitude, actions, and even your reactions, begin with a thought. And listen to me, when you're not proactive with your thoughts, even your reactions are affected. We must be proactive. David said this in Psalm 39. He said, my heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned. 
then I spoke with my tongue. In other words, I had to think and contemplate on it first before it came out of my mouth. Too much stuff coming out of people's mouth without them thinking about it first. So while you think that not thinking is harmless, not thinking will do as much damage as thinking on the wrong things. Psalm 111.2, the works of the Lord are great, studied by all those who have pleasure in them. Studied, thought about, meditated on. Listen to Psalm 119.15. This is out of the Amplified. David said, I will meditate on your precepts and have respect to your ways, the paths of life marked out by your love. He's being intentional here. I will meditate, come on, on your precepts. Why? God told Joshua this. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall what? Meditate on it day and night that you might observe to do according, that all, according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. It begins with meditating on the book of the law and keep it in your mouth. And in Psalm 1914, I really love this passage of scripture good friend of mine and yours, Brother Michael Morgan, years ago wrote a song uh, based on this scripture. It says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And that is thinking on those things that are just. Asking the Lord to let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We need to realize that you cannot be just without first knowing what just is. You cannot be just without first thinking and meditating on what just is. You cannot be just without thinking on those things that are just. Thinking on these things means to meditate. It's more than just a fleeting thought. We must meditate on them. I was thinking about this story and how God has to be the first thought. We can't do it ourselves. You can't be just. You can't be righteous without him. Listen to this. True story. You know Leonardo da Vinci, famous painter. He was asked by the Duke of Milan to paint the dramatic scene of Jesus' Last Supper. And working slowly and giving meticulous care to details, he actually spent three years comprising and composing this painting. He grouped the disciples in threes and he had one set on the right side of Jesus and one set on the left side of Jesus. And then he took the painting to a very good friend of his. True story. And he said, please look at this painting and tell me what you see. 
Now, Leonardo drew the painting. He drew the painting with Christ as a central figure, his arms outstretched and all that. And he, he told his friend, observe it and uh, give me your opinion of it. Well, his friend said, it's wonderful, he exclaimed. It's great. This is a great-looking painting. He said, look at the cup. The cup that Jesus is holding, it's so real, so realistic. He said, I cannot divert my eyes from it. It's spectacular. Immediately, da Vinci took his brush and he drew across the sparkling cup. And he said this. He said, nothing shall detract from the figure of Christ. Christ must be the central figure. And there can be nothing that detracts from him. Nothing bad and nothing good. I know you got circumstances in your life. We all do. And I, it's all relative. Because I know when it's you and you're going through it, you think maybe I'm the only one in the world. And it's, it's tough. I mean, this is me now. Come on. How am I going to make it through this thing? Follow Da Vinci's advice. Nothing nothing must detract from the central figure of Christ. And so when asking the question, what things are just, we must first understand who determines what is and what is not just. I remember a few years ago, there was a story in the news of these two burglars who, a man and a woman, and they broke in this man's house. He was an elderly gentleman. And uh, they broke in his house, and uh, they were not very nice. In fact, they didn't know he was home, but he was home, and uh, they found him, and uh, one of them uh, took him aside and assaulted him, actually. And he was, he was over in the corner while the other one took some stuff out of his safe, and uh, they were taking stuff out of his safe, and they were trying to get away. And uh, the man came to himself and found his gun. The man grabbed his gun, and he fired a couple shots at them, and they began to run out of the house. And the man, being a cowardly man, burglar that he was, of course, ran ahead of the woman. And uh, the man, the older man with the gun, caught up to the woman. Her boyfriend, or whatever he was, was out in the alley running away, and he, he caught up to her. And she turned and saw that she was caught. And she said, please, sir, I'm pregnant don't shoot me. You got me. And she turned and he shot her twice in the back and killed her. Eventually, he was acquitted of murder. And the boyfriend, he was charged with murder. He eventually also was acquitted and just got charged, obviously, with, armed, well, with unarmed robbery because they weren't armed at all. And, uh, but he was actually charged with her murder. Now, when you look at this story, there are several ways that you can look at it. One could look at it and say, well, you know, listen, they assaulted the man, and uh, that's a terrible thing. Uh, but, you know, he had the girl, and he had his gun pointed at her, and uh, so, you know, she was pregnant, and so he, he shouldn't have shot her. That wasn't right. That wasn't just. And he, you know, he should have been charged with murder because he had her and she gave up and he shot her. And, you know, that, and that's just not right. That's one way of looking at it. Others can look at it and say, well, they broke into this man's house. 
They assaulted him. They could have killed him. They obviously didn't care anything about him. They beat him up. And she was. they were both on his property. And according to the law, come on. And so she got what was coming to her. And there's arguments to be made on both sides. So I'm not presenting to you one side or the other, but here is what I'm presenting to you. I'm telling you, whatever side you take and whatever conclusion you come to, you would have to admit that you came to that conclusion based on, if not wholly, but at least in part, by emotion. Your emotions played into the conclusion that you just came to in that story. And so here's my point to all that. Point's not the story. The point is this. It's impossible for us to be just. We can't be just. Without God, I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you didn't pray about it and God didn't, I know you can get revelation. and all, But I'm just talking about just hearing a story in your own carnal mind, coming up with a conclusion. You, we can't be just. We have no idea what just is. Could be this. It could be that. We have to go to the one who defines just we can only come to one conclusion only God determines just and so when you think on just you must focus and change your mind you must not be stubborn as some of you probably are right now as I've been change your mind get it out of your mind the story's over <laughs> Christ must be the central figure Paul put it this way, there is none righteous, no, not, come on. David said, the Lord is righteous in all of his ways. Gracious are all of his works. God knows what is just, and we must run to him. There's another story. It, this story is told of one who was passing through a, a village in Europe ancient Europe and he noticed some chickens with little red ribbons fastened to their backs between their wings and uh, the people explained to him that uh, they protect the chicken from many vicious hawks that are otherwise would attack them that are flying overhead and would attack the chickens the hawks are afraid of the red ribbons neither blue nor green nor any other color would provide immunity from the attack. This story reminds me of us. We are eternally tied by the red ribbon of his atoning blood. You have been made just by the blood of Christ. That's what you need to think about. Don't think about the times that you fell short. Learn from it. Don't do it again. But don't dwell on your past man with his hand to the plow looking backward. God didn't say, listen, you, you have your hand to the plow looking backward. Uh, that's not really good for you. He didn't say that. He said, you're not fit. He said, I don't, want you, I don't want you in the kingdom of heaven if you're doing that. It's pretty strong words. I don't want people looking backward at their past. You think my blood is not strong enough to cover all of that? I'm not thinking about it. Why should you? Tomorrow is better than yesterday. Come on, somebody. Don't think about it. Concentrate, meditate on just things. This will put you on the path to understanding and being just. Believe it or not, 
it's easier being just than not. Come on, if we meditate on it. I'm in with this. God cares about what we think about. Sadly, he cares more than us about what we think about. Acts 8.22, Peter told Simon the sorcerer that he should repent and pray to God if perhaps the thought of your heart might be forgiven you. That thing in your heart, that thing you dwell on and meditate on, don't think in the past. There's a great emphasis on our thoughts all throughout Scripture and thinking on those things that Paul talks about can greatly change us. That's why I implore you this morning to begin to meditate on this scripture, Philippians 4.8, and take it to heart. Leaving you with this, these three things, thinking on these things that are just, it does three things for us. Number one, it brings us peace, first of all. You have peace when you think on those things, no matter what you're going through. When you take comfort in being just, it just releases the expectations of trying to be good enough and releases us from trying to do something to be righteous. And then number two, it helps us have a right perspective. When you take comfort in being just, it releases the stress of expectation. Come on. Releases us from trying harder and harder. Therefore, stop dwelling on failure and focus overcoming and righteousness focus on that and lastly it allows us to accomplish God's purpose in our lives we are hindered by our mind not by our skills not by our inability what hinders us is what's up here pastor Phil said one time many people will be kept from heaven by 18 inches from here to here come on what hinders us is not what we can't do with our hands what hinders us is not what other people are doing to us no people are doing things to you I get all that I know we all have a boss and the boss's boss and all those types of things I get all that but that's not really what's hindering us you know what hinders us this thing right here so thinking on things that are just will allow us to accomplish God's purpose. It's difficult for us to move forward in fear. We sometimes hesitate because we don't feel as though we deserve to be or do what God is promising to us. Rest and move forward in your purpose.